With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open God's Word today. We're turning our Bible to the book of Luke, chapter number 24, and I'm reading from verse number 46 down through verse number 48 as we continue our study on the great commission of our resurrected Lord. The Bible said in verse number 46, And said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Here we have Luke's account of the great commission given by our resurrected Lord. I began the broadcast on Monday with a question, but preacher, why? missions. And I want to answer that question by simply saying to you, the command of the scriptures demands that I be involved in reaching the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I emphasize again that the Lord is not willing that any person should die in their sins and go to hell. Christ died for all men, and he wants all men to be saved. The Great Commission teaches us that you cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. He said, go into all the world. And then we learn that you cannot preach the gospel to the wrong person. He said, and preach the gospel to every creature. And then we learned that God wants every creature to have a preacher. You cannot find one person on planet earth that God does not love, that Christ did not die for, and who could not be saved if they heard the gospel and with repentance and faith turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, received him, God would save them. But first they must hear or they'll never believe. And if they do not believe, they'll never call. And if they do not call upon the Lord, they will never be saved. So God wants every creature to have a preacher. Every sinner is a mission field. And every saved person is to be a missionary going after those sinners with a gospel of the grace of God. Then we turned in our Bible to Matthew chapter 28, and we've been looking at the Great Commission as it is listed there. The Bible said in verse number 19, And Jesus said unto them, Go, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And from Matthew's gospel, we started building upon the question, go. We looked at go who, and we found that all those who bear the title as saints of God, sons of God, servants of God, are to be busy going somewhere, telling someone, 
about the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we looked at the question, not only go who, but go where. And we found that Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Mark said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And here in Luke chapter 24, verse number 47, the Bible said, And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Then we looked at Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, where the word of God said, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then we looked at the question, not only go who and go where, but go what? And I was dealing with this as I left the broadcast on yesterday. Matthew said, go teach. Mark said, go preach. And again, I emphasize preaching increases the understanding. It deals with the intellect. But preaching lays a demand at the will and requires us to do something about what we have been taught to do. Both of those are necessary in reaching the world with the gospel. A sinner must know he's a sinner. He must know he cannot save himself. He must know that God loves him and that Christ died for him. And he must know that the way to salvation is by repentance and faith. And if he does not know that and cannot act upon knowledge as God deals with his heart, he will never be saved by the marvelous grace of God. So my friend, as they go there to preach and teach, and then we begin to look at the question, preach what? Teach what? Mark 16, 15 said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I pointed out to you that the gospel is the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that lets that sinner know that there is a provision made for his or her sin. But then here in Luke's gospel, chapter 24, and verse number 47, we learn that not only they're to preach that there's a provision of sin, but they are to also preach repentance and remission of sin. You see, dear friend, salvation will never be experienced until the sin question in one's life is realized and then faced with repentance. You remember the woman at the well in John chapter number 4. She was talking to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he was talking to her. And Jesus started talking about the drink, and she said, Give me a drink of that water that I may never thirst again. And the Lord said to her, Go bring your husband. And she said, I don't have one. And Jesus said, You've rightly said, You have had five, and the man you're with now is not your husband. You're not married to him. And I wondered for years why the Lord would bring up her past. But I want to tell you why he brought it up. Friend, you don't get saved ignoring your sin problem. I don't care what it is. The blood of Christ is sufficient to cleanse it and forgive it. But you first got to come face to face and deal with it before a thrice holy God. Now, I'm aware of the fact you cannot name every sin you've ever committed when you get saved. But my friend, God knows your heart. And God knows your attitude. And if there's any area of sin that you're striving to hold on to, 
and be saved. You will never be saved until you become willing to turn loose from that sin and turn to the Savior that you might be saved by the marvelous grace of God. So the first part of the Great Commission given in Matthew is that we're to go evangelize the lost sinners. Give them the gospel. Give them the word of God. Pray that the Holy Spirit will use the Holy Scriptures as we give them and then trust them to do so by faith and let God do a work of conviction and conversion, a preparatory work in the life of that sinner to put a desire in his heart to turn from his sin, turn to the Savior, and be saved by the marvelous grace of God. Then once they are saved, and by the way, salvation is not the work of the missionary. It is not the work of the person there that he's preaching to. Salvation is of the Lord. I cannot save one person. And there is no person alive that can save either himself or anyone else. God does the saving. And God will do the saving when we preach and teach the word of God. We reveal to sinners their lost, undone condition before God. We point them to the Savior who died to take away their sins. Then the Holy Ghost will do that work of conviction in that sinner's heart, causing them to realize their need of a Savior, drawing them to that Savior, and saving them by the marvelous grace of God. So what's a missionary supposed to do? Evangelize. Number two, baptize. The Bible gives the very principle and formula of baptizing. Again, in Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 19, he said in that verse of Scripture, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And then he said, Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So, number one is evangelize. Number two is baptize. And notice the words of our resurrected Lord. His great commission, his marching orders given to his church on how to baptize. And, of course, the word baptize means to emerge. It means to put under. It means to bury. Now, sprinkling and pouring on are not scriptural forms of baptism. They're the forms of many religions, but they're not the form that's taught in the Word of God. This Bible teaches to emerge, to baptize, to put under. Now, you see, the old man died, and you're burying him. And he's to be buried. He's to be baptized. How? In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And I remind you that neither Peter nor Paul changed the formula from which our Lord gave for baptizing. You say, well, preacher, Peter said to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and Paul said to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Well, what is the name of the Lord? I can show you in the Word of God, where God the Father is called Lord, God the Son is called Lord, and God the Holy Ghost is called Lord. So my friend, when you baptize in the name of the Lord, you do baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And if you baptize scripturally, you immerse them, you bury them in the liquid grave, and then raise them up to walk in a newness of life. What a baptism is an outward 
expression of an inward experience. It tells the moment you got saved, the Holy Ghost baptized you into the body of Christ. And then that pastor baptizes you into the body of that local church. So water baptism is a testimony of identification. You identify with the Lord Jesus Christ in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. And you take your identity also with the local church, identifying to the world that you're no longer with them that worldly crowd, but you have joined that faithful few over at the house of God who have identified themselves as the Lord's people. You've been saved, now you've been baptized, you've joined the church, and you are now one with the Lord Jesus Christ and one with those who are saved by the grace of God over in the fellowship of that local church. So he said, go evangelize. Then he said, after they're saved, baptize them. And then thirdly, he said, stabilize, teach them again. What are we to teach them after they're saved and baptized? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So their eternal destination rests with either you and I obeying the Word of God, so they can be saved, or our disobeying the Word of God and leaving them without the gospel, letting them die in their sins and go to hell. Father, take the Word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of Internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Amen.